I'll go home as a beggar and never be your wife. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is the Housewife Did It. Pop culture edition. Mm, 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 mm. Any burning thoughts before we just talk about people? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Straight into it. Did anyone else see that Tom Sandoval made a fool of himself on Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge's podcast talking about his relationship with Rachel? And strangely, like, he reposted it, which I just thought, like, are you, like, leaving that proud? Like, Mm -hmm. you feel good about this? Strange. Strange. Weird, weird flex. They basically grilled him about, like, I thought you were, like, in love with this girl. You, like, risked. I mean, you did lose it, but you lost a whole fucking marriage for this girl. And then, like, why didn't you fight for her? Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, no, no, I did fight for her. So hard, in fact, did I fight for her that I stopped drinking and smoking cigarettes for her while she was in treatment because she couldn't drink or smoke cigarettes. First of all, I mean, huge sacrifice, yeah. obviously. Wow. Secondly, would she have been able to know that? Yeah. Were you calling and being like, oh, I'll suffer with you? Also, like... <laughs> Not at all that she should feel this way, but, like, how do you think that makes someone who was with him for nine years feel? That asked asked him to, like, just stop going out so much, and he wouldn't even do that. And now he's like, I literally haven't had a drink in eight months for this girl who doesn't even want to be with me. Yeah. He then said, oh, God, here's where it gets bad. He said, quote, she came into her own and she got this confidence and she went too far and she got herself in a position, but she did that herself. She didn't have to come on to a guy in a relationship like she did. She came on to a guy in a relationship who was severely depressed. I had no confidence. So Tamara Judge says, oh, so she made the first move. And he said, yeah, she did. She made the first move. It takes two to tango, baby. Also, like, what? Like, I'm just like... What? Like, did he just think enough time had passed that now he should, like, drop more whammies? Like, I'm not understanding. Yeah. And I think that, like, with Scandaval, we've always said, like, both of them are guilty. But also, like, Rachel wasn't in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if she wants to make a move on someone, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to think as hard about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Although she shouldn't be making a move on someone who's in a relationship, obviously. But you are in a relationship, so in my opinion, like, if somebody, like, tried to kiss me, I would be like, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I have a person already. I'm good. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, my natural instinct reaction. Not like, oh, like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Like, like I would think, I would, and I would hope that my partner would also be like, um, back it up. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, and I think, like, when you picture that scenario, you think, like, he describes her as having, like, confidence. Like, she yeah. had she had the confidence to make a move on someone in a relationship. And you think, if someone made a move on you, or me, for example, knowing that we were married, we'd say, God damn, that's bold, but no thank you. But was yeah. it, did it really take that much confidence when right. it worked on the first try? Right. When 
Also, they didn't, like, hook up until after, like, a few nights after that boys' night. I have a feeling that that conversation that we see them sitting on the curb and having at boys' night Mm -hmm. was possibly them feeling it out. So that night, she could have said, huh, I wonder if it would work if I made a move on him. And he probably made it very clear that it would. It probably did not right. take that much confidence with a person right. like Tom Sandoval. You, you also, know like, the chances of him turning you down are pretty low. Yeah, and I I think even this season, I don't think I would ever use the word confident to describe Rachel. No, but I, I think, think he's trying everything... to flip. I think he's trying to flip the victim story that he had no yeah. confidence and she was so confident. Yeah, I think everything she does is like built out of insecurities um i also wonder if because she is so insecure like did she think it might be easier to make a move on him knowing she would get rejected and that like it would be like low stakes Mm -hmm. in a way yeah like just trying it out Mm -hmm. and then it just it didn't get rejected yeah i also think he like kind of runs on the assumption that we believe all of his other stories So, like, Tom, we all kind of believe that you said to her at Coachella in April, Mm -hmm. we're in an open relationship, like, she wouldn't even be mad. So, but it's like he goes into these things and he starts telling these off-the-cuff stories, but it's always based on the assumption that we have believed everything else that he has said. And it's like, dude, I don't believe she made, maybe she made the first move that night. But no one believes that she made the first move out of all of the moves because we know that you said this to her and you at least put it in her mind. And yeah, I mean, I think to your point, like, I just like, maybe I am so wrong and this is still a misreading of Raquel as we knew her as a character. But like, I just think it's like so hard to picture her being like, I'm going to set myself up to be rejected. I think I'm going to hit on this guy in a relationship and I'm gonna risk it and I'm gonna know that he might turn me down but I'm gonna try it anyway no she had to know he was gonna be down like she wouldn't have done that she doesn't want to be rejected but on the other side of all of this Ariana Maddox continues her long string of successes she has announced that she will be touring on Broadway in the show Chicago as Roxy Hart I actually need to see that bitch Seeing Cell yeah. Block Tango. I also did not know that she, like, had a theater degree and had, like, moved to New York for that in the past. Um, Obviously, I knew, like, she's in L.A. on Vanderpump Rules. She had, like, dreams of being an actress. But, yeah, I was a little shocked to hear that. But I had seen all these rumors that Tom Sandoval was starting to sweat. That since he didn't win Special Forces, he, like, really didn't want her to win Dancing with the Stars. And... Like, just for that reason, I, like, wanted her to win. Like, I just wanted him to make it to the very end but not win and her to make it to the very end and win. But Mm -hmm. I also think that, like, that is the most ridiculous thing ever for him to be sweating about because, like, she is clearly already, like, winning. Right. Like, in sheer number, like, you, right. even if he had one Special Forces by himself, only winner in yeah. the whole thing, dude, she's got a book deal. She's so far above. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Silly. Yeah. Speaking of Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Zochi Gomez won Dancing with the Stars. Do you know who she is? 
Yes. I would assume you do in your household. Yes. Billy didn't, actually. So What? Well, he doesn't know young female but Marvel I mean, characters like, by name. <laughs> I mean, but if, like, he saw her. Uh, yeah, I, show, uh, I showed he's him. Also, she was also in the Babysitter's Club. I've never seen that. It was good. I'm, I, I get so sad when I think about that it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I believe she's the first non-adult winner of mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars. Um, she's 17. So that's pretty cool. Dancing with the Stars finale night is like... I like Dancing with the Stars. I watch Dancing with the Stars now. I started watching once Hannah Brown went on. But I would just watch the finale if given the opportunity because it's so good so each finalist got to do a redemption dance and a freestyle while the show put on a lot of group dances and went through like memories of the season um they had past winners come on like hannah brown and charlie d'amelio i didn't know any of the other ones so i'm not mentioning them mm-hmm. and then we did the freestyle dances and i love freestyle dances because they're so much fun to watch because they're very like personal but you also can put like any kind of move in it yeah um they almost always get perfect scores for them and the celebrities are so relaxed with them compared to the other styles yeah so charity went first and she did a cheer routine it was unlike anything i have ever seen on dancing with the stars and is possibly my favorite routine ever it was so cool she's an ex-professional cheerleader so she was absolutely amazing. They had her as like a flyer doing stunts. She's doing basket tosses. And yeah. It was awesome. Um, and then Jason went next. And I don't know how else to describe his routine. It was like a very quick, bouncy, like retro feeling routine. Um, it was really great. It was cool. Yeah, it was very like 1920s. I like really yeah. loved it. It was like a pop Yeah, yeah. That's the word, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I think it was like my favorite. It was really good. Yes, I think it was cute. Ariana and Pasha basically did, like, a boys versus girls dance-off, which was, like, wild to watch. It wasn't, like, the whole time, but that's what it turned into. It was very cool. Yeah, it was, like, Charities was giving, like, Bring It On, and then Ariana's was giving, like, Step Up. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. To the streets. <laughs> to the streets. Yes. Allison danced to Enchanted... And then made an American Pie reference that transitioned them into a cha-cha-like song. Um, which, in my opinion, was not the move because she was killing that Swifty moment. And she looked so awkward in the second half. Like, her moves during Enchanted were so good. Mm-hmm. Harry cried every time she danced because apparently they were besties and he was so proud of her. And then she also got her first 10 of the season from Bruno for her freestyle, but she only got the one 10 mm. for her freestyle. Um, I also found it interesting that she made an American Pie reference because she has mentioned before, like, in interviews that she regrets being in American Pie. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And then Zochi had them make an ofrenda and did a dance to celebrate her family and her culture, which then transitioned into, like, a Latino Urbano-style dance. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, simply, like, so impressive. Mm-hmm. She did amazing, per usual. Her facials are always on point. It was so good. Yeah, I thought, like, both parts of her costume... Like, when she took the skirt off and went to the pants, I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, it got even better. 
Yeah, I thought when I saw like because I I watched it like a day late, and so I saw her post about like having them make the ofrenda, and I was like, oh, they like redid their coco dance, which is weird because that their coco dance was so good, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, they just did a different one. Yeah, on to another Gomez. Um, Selena Gomez is has taken to the internet and started both confirming and then defending her relationship with Benny Blanco. She replied to Pop Factions, um, so they posted that she has seemingly confirmed she was in a relationship, and she commented back and said, facts. Then, in a bunch of comments about how Benny Blanco is a downgrade for her, she has clapped back, if you will. She says he's better than anyone she's ever been with. She's, he's the best thing that's ever happened to her. She will no longer be dating fuckboys. She has since posted a selfie of them on her story and then a photo of a diamond ring on her finger with a B on it. Um, who, is, who is Benny Blanco? He's like a DJ. He's just not like super hot is like why people are saying that. And then she like people are commenting back to her. And okay, so apparently also there's some tea that like in the past he had like said something about like Justin Bieber isn't like one of those cookie cutter artists or something. Mm-hmm. And the way he said it, people thought this was like years ago that he thought she, he was like shading her. Mm-hmm. And so now they're like, now you're dating a guy that shaded you and you're fighting mm-hmm. with your fans to defend him. Like you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Which I think like I'm getting like. Maddie Healy PTSD a little bit Mm -hmm. but also like I don't know that there's like a whole lot to to verify that he was shading her yeah so I don't know he's cute he's yeah I mean I think people were just like she's dated people like Justin Bieber and Taylor Lautner and like hotter people I guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean I will say like you're dating the weekend like I don't know that Benny Blanco is like that far off from that yeah so, whatever. Let the girl Interesting. be happy. Yeah. I think, like, look. I think somebody pointed out, like, it's so nice that Taylor Swift is now dating, like, a hot guy. Mm-hmm. And not, like, a pale, mm-hmm. sickly Englishman. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, great. Mm-hmm. But also, like, vice versa. If you have yeah. been dating hot guys and it hasn't been working and you want someone who you like just not because they're hot yeah yeah i think like we also just like have to remember the fans that are probably coming for her i don't know i don't mean this like mean but like those of us who are lay people and don't look like selena gomez and aren't famous Mm -hmm. we have to date people who are pretty like regular looking Mm -hmm. and we don't get to date taylor lautner's and Mm -hmm. and stuff so like i doubt her fans are out here with men that look like taylor lautner so like chill out all right, and now on to the big news, really. What we're all here for. Taylor Swift. So, that's what we're here on this earth for now, actually. So, um, the Tree Pain and Dumois tiff continues to be talked about. It doesn't seem that it has continued, but people are still discussing it. So, apparently, upon some, some more digging... Dumois had posted and has since deleted a blind item theorizing that Taylor had a miscarriage 
and that that is what you're losing me is about. People are bringing this up because they wonder if that is what got Tree Payne so riled that like maybe it was more than just the marriage story mm-hmm. um, and that they really did want to, that Tree really did want to defend like Taylor's right to privacy about a possible miscarriage. So the blind item basically says that like the song is about two people drifting apart after pregnancy loss and then they believe that it coincides with the whole idea of them, her and Joe, having a non-legal wedding ceremony. Perhaps they got married when they found out they were pregnant, but then experienced pregnancy loss and then never got the license finalized. I'll read a little bit of the blind item, which to me, the blind item is like entirely speculative, Mm -hmm. but whatever. It says, I always figured you're losing me was a song about a couple growing apart after pregnancy loss. Pregnancy loss. They cite the lyric. Remember looking at this room, we loved it because of the light. They equate that to a nursery. Then the lyric, do I throw everything out, everything we built, or keep it? And (laughs) this person equates that to baby furniture. The lyric, the air is thick with loss and indecision. And then obviously there's like a pulse slash heartbeat throughout the song. Which I actually think the heartbeat thing might be like the strongest point. You know? Yeah. That's true. But I think a room having light in it is a little far-fetched that it's a nursery. And do we throw out everything we built or keep it? I don't know how we're, like, proving that that's baby furniture. It could be any furniture or I would never in a million years... Yeah, I would never in a million years believe that Taylor Swift said that and legitimately meant things that she physically built with her hands. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think we loved this room because of the light. Her and Joe lived in places together. Yeah. Her and lots of people have, like, what, like come on now. <laughs> so, basically, I want to pick your brain and get into a discussion about this. Because I struggle with, like, all of this. So, basically, like, is Dumois in the wrong here for posting any sort of speculation about something so personal? And is this any different than what Swifties do daily online? Mm-hmm. I think it is different. Okay. Than what Swifties do daily Because online. Swifties wouldn't speculate about a miscarriage? Like, that's that's I, the part that's too far? I think, I think that if, I, I don't know, I think that it's like, I think it's because it's not Dumois themselves speculating. Like, it feels more like spreading a rumor. Okay. When you take it from someone else and, like, repost it. It's not, like, a theory. Like, a fan theory. Yeah. Like, I think if you were, like, this song reminds me of this, I wonder if that's what it's about. Like, feels different from, like, taking a full explanation of it and screenshotting it and posting it Mm -hmm. and saying, like, hmm, what do we think of this? People comment. Like, you know? I guess I always think the opposite because I think, like, because it's not Dumas' idea, like, why are we mad at them, like, for just sharing yeah. something? But, I mean, I guess I, I that's true that, like, I didn't really think of it as, like, we would think it was icky to spread a rumor about someone having a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, it would be one thing to, like, kindly look at those lyrics, maybe make a TikTok and say, huh, like, I wonder if, yeah. if they suffered something, like, suffered a loss. Um, yeah. But then also in the blind item, this person speculates, like, there was a blind item from September 2021 about a pregnant A-list pop star, so it must have been a- or, like, what if it was about her? 
And I think, yeah. like, that also obviously ties back to Dumois. Like, it all comes back to stuff that they've shared. So Yeah. Like, I think... So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, a girl we went to high school with I who got married a little before I did, I noticed that she is... I noticed a while ago that she no longer has pictures of her husband mm-hmm. on Instagram, and now that she's dating someone. So, I was like, oh, like, they must have gotten divorced. Right. And I think if I were to tell you, like, hey, so-and-so looks like she got divorced. Isn't that crazy? I think it would be different from right. if I, like, texted everyone I knew from high school and was like, so-and-so got divorced and here's how I know. Here are all the reasons. True. Yeah. And then they, like, shared it with other people, you know? Yeah. That's true. Next thought. Do we think that Taylor Swift and Tree Payne are on the same page here? Like, when Tree Payne responded to Dumois. My assumption would be that they are. Like, I assume Tree Payne's not just speaking without checking yeah. with Taylor. And I absolutely do not mean to say this, that, that like, in a way that sounds like famous people, like, sign up for negative attention. I don't believe that. But I would think that Taylor se- seems to know how Swifties work, and that if she absolutely did not want a specific material to be speculated on, like perhaps a miscarriage, that she would not have written a song like Bigger Than the Whole Sky, or perhaps would have left these lines out of You're Losing Me, although I think they're a bit of a reach. But yeah, like I just, I I, I don't really get the sense that Taylor like wants people to like not know stuff. Yeah. You know? I think, I do think that Tree would defend Taylor regardless of if Taylor wanted her to. Just Hmm, because I think we've seen, like, at, like, the 1989 premiere, she said, like, you see that redhead woman over there? Like, I'm going to do what she says. Yeah, Yeah, she tells me what to do so I don't get in trouble. And so I think that, like, as her publicist, that's kind of Tree Payne's job is to assess the situation and decide what the best response is going to be. And we've also seen, like, in Miss Americana, we saw directly Taylor disagreeing with Tree. And so, like, I think that it's, I think that, I think, I don't think she would have run it by Taylor before defending it. Okay. Or arguing with Dumois. However, I do think that typically it seems like they are on the same page. Yeah. Just in general. And so, like, I, I don't think that Taylor would be like, I wish you hadn't said something. Yeah. Or, or tweeted something or whatever. Like, I think that she probably does agree especially because tree is saying things like that she's traumatized and like that this has like really hurt her like seem it sounds kind of like it's coming from the place of like a friend being Mm -hmm. defensive like i've seen how this is affecting her you have to stop now yeah and so like i think that she's trying to give us a glimpse that taylor and her on the same page but i think that she would have said something regardless because that's her job yeah yeah and i think like All of my thoughts on this feel like they're maybe, like, disconnected. Like, when I say that, like, if she really didn't want us to speculate on her having a miscarriage, then she wouldn't have written those songs. But I also, like, I don't personally believe that that's what those songs mean. Like, I don't personally believe that she couldn't have written Bigger Than the Whole Sky without having that experience. I don't personally believe that You're Losing Me sounds like that. Like, I don't think that's the story I'm getting. 
I so when Midnight's first came out and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like bigger than the whole sky, what in the world? And a lot of people were saying like that it was how they felt during a miscarriage. Right. And so that's what kind of I think led to the speculation that that's what it was about. Since then though, I've seen a lot of people saying that it's about her relationship with Corey Monteith mm. and how it never got to like pick up because he got back with Leah Michelle and then he died. Yeah. And so like I I even think that now it's pretty up in the air what it's even what about bigger than the whole sky is about right that yes it does resonate with people who've had a miscarriage but it also resonates with people who have just lost a loved one right or like have gotten into a relationship and quickly lost it for yeah. whatever reason and so like i think that i think if we're gonna speculate that bigger than the whole sky is not about a miscarriage then like it kind of pushes you're losing me farther out of the question of being about a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also, like, hard with someone specifically like Taylor Swift because this is, like, kind of the culture. Again, Dumas is not a Swifty, like, by nature. But this is kind of the culture that she has created with her fans is one Mm -hmm. where we speculate and, and she wants us to do so. I think... It's, like, hard to ask this of people, but I also think that Swifties, for the most part, seem to, like, know kind of where this line is, or some Mm -hmm. of them. But, like, it is hard to ask people to just, like, stop the speculation as it pertains to personal things. To, like, draw the line at, like, you can speculate about album releases, and you can speculate about these Easter eggs, but don't speculate about what's going on in my personal life. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think maybe to your point, like, the difference is the fact that, like, me and you speculating, even Mm -hmm. if we speculated here, Mm -hmm. like, is different than Dumois that has a massive reach and that people read and have, like, assume a level of, like, validity. Yeah. You know? Because that's the other thing is that, like, I really didn't start reading Dumois blind items until we started this podcast and I really only read them when they get reposted I really only read the Taylor Swift ones (laughs) yeah that you send me Mm -hmm. I did however before he was a creep really follow reality Steve Mm -hmm. and I remember that he sometimes he would get things wrong Mm -hmm. um, but he would always say like that he does not post information until he fully believes it for himself and has received multiple like sources on it and i think with dumas it is different because they're like blind items right but i also don't think that they would post something that they like absolutely know is not true and i think if they did they would like label it as that like we are not sure of this right now right and so i think like you said like people do read it and like believe it because when you are a a gossip uh source mm-hmm. when and you have that bigger reach like you can't just be posting every single blind item you receive because you would never stop posting and because it would get you in trouble yeah eventually you know yeah it's true yeah i mean like my overall opinion is that like i think it is in poor taste for dumas to post mm-hmm. something like that but I think, like, my personal... I don't know why I, like, separate, like, my personal opinion on 
the morality of something so far from like people saying what Dumas did was like wrong and they need to be held accountable like I don't know what you hold them accountable for like mm-hmm. because I kind of think this is what they do so right. it's like hard for me like do I would I do that or like someone to do that about me no but I also am like I'm a little like I don't know why we're shocked and I don't know what we want them to do <laughs> Yeah. My opinion is that it's shitty, mm-hmm. but also is not something I would ever put past someone like Perez Hilton. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel like I hold Dumois to a higher standard than other gossip sources, and maybe I shouldn't. Like, maybe I should think the same thing. Like, oh, I wouldn't put it past Perez Hilton. Like, I also probably shouldn't put it past Dumois. Yeah. Um, but... Regardless, I do think it's icky. Yeah. And I think I think that the difference is that I already don't like Perez Fulton. Yeah. Because the way he posts things, at least in the past, has been to mock, not just to gossip. Yeah. Um, and so I've already been like, anything he posts, I'm like, ugh. Like, he just is kind of an icky person but Dumois hasn't ever done anything that I've been like oh canceled in my mind yeah yeah um but I do think that I don't know I think I think we have discovered that there are certain things that I just can't do like be on Big Brother and Mm -hmm. uh maybe be a gossip website yeah but I just I I don't think I could ever post and speculate that anyone had a miscarriage like some or like something that personal Mm mm-hmm yeah, I do think, like, if I had the reach that Dumas had and I received mm-hmm. that blind item, I feel that my instinct would be, I'm gonna keep this yeah. to myself. Well, and I think, like, right, and I think, and I, I know that, like, miscarriages, one, they are, like, medical information, but also, like, just, like, very deeply personal and, like, tragic, but you also, like, I don't, you wouldn't post oh, guess what? Like, Taylor Swift has PCOS. Like, like just medical information. And so, like, it just, I don't know, like, because that also is personal, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it just feels like a weird thing to gossip about, I think. Yeah, it's true. Is why I find it odd. Like, there's nothing about that that I'm like, ooh, scandal. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely usually the type of thing that we, like, wait and they have a moment. Not, like, wait, because we're not waiting. But, like, it's one of those things that you'll see a headline that's, like, Taylor Swift has shared her story of a time that she struggled. Like, that's, like, the type of thing that we have kind of, mostly as a society, like, been, like, that's something someone will share if they want. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. I don't know. Along with all this, people are also theorizing that with tree pain, using words like pain and suffering and trauma that she might be setting the stage for possible legal recourse. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't either. I still like, I still like wonder what you can do. Like, yeah, I don't know that it's like defamation just to say you think this happened in someone's life, but I guess we'll see. Also, I think like my final thought on this is like, kind of like you have said, like, I think it would be one thing for us to listen to the song and go, huh, it seems that this song is about pregnancy loss. Like, I wonder if she wrote that from her own experience or perhaps Mm -hmm. from her mom's or perhaps from a friend. Like, huh, I wonder who she knows who's gone through that. And then we move on. Mm -hmm. Or I have said this before, like, not on the podcast, but 
she has mentioned like in maroon she says she mentions like bruises on a collarbone like no one's sitting around really talking about that but like sure you could say huh i wonder if that's an experience that she's had and then move on but no one's yeah. writing in blind items and saying like and then it and now we know that joe was physically abusive because she wrote maroon. Yeah. so i don't know yeah i also i think i think you had a really good point that there are like it just there are some things that people have to own for themselves mm-hmm. like we're it's 2023 like we don't out people anymore mm-hmm. i think if like and i again i don't pay a whole lot of attention to dumois my own on my own but i think like if dumois posted and was like chad michael murray was seen kissing a man like we would be like what the shit like no like what's on our business like mm-hmm. we're not outing him i think like this is kind of on the same page of like if that happened you don't need to be the one to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, this week, Taylor did tell us some stuff. Mm-hmm. She was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year, and she finally spilled some tea. So, to start, the writing was incredible. Um, the writer said, as a celebrity who by dint of being a woman is scrutinized for everything from whom she dates to what she wears. She has long commanded constant attention and knows how to use it. Stevie Nicks also said, so they got like interviews with like a shit ton of like really cool people to talk about Mm -hmm. her. And Stevie Nicks said, quote, I don't give Taylor advice about being famous. She doesn't need it. That's so impressive. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she did give us some insight into her relationship with Travis Kelsey and spoke about her presence at his football games saying there's a camera like a half mile away. So I don't know if I'm being shown 17 times or once. I'm just there to support Travis. I have no awareness of if I'm being shown too much and pissing off a few dads, brads, and chads. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Taylor. Then she gave us some information that we didn't have she said quote this all started when travis was when travis very adorably put me on blast on his podcast side note i would like to know what on blast means to her i think it i think is she talking about when he says he made her a bracelet and he wasn't allowed to give it to her yeah i think maybe when he was like she doesn't talk to people after her shows yeah she said which i thought was metal as hell We started hanging out right after that, so we had a significant amount of time that no one knew, which I'm definitely grateful for. By the time I went to that first game, we were a couple. I think some people thought they were seeing our first date at that game. We would never be psychotic enough to hard launch a first date. End quote. And I, like, kind of like her getting this, like, very much earned, like, backbone and confidence that, like, Mm I am Taylor Swift, and, like... Like, I just think, like, I would be, like, I don't want to say we would never be psychotic enough because people actually thought they did that. So, like, mm-hmm. are, are, is she, like, calling us all crazy? But I think she's, like, fine with that. She's, like, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you understand that that would be crazy. Yeah. She follows this up in what I can only take as a dig to Joe Alwyn. When she explains that, actually, it takes quite a lot of effort to make sure that no one knows you're together and that it is very easy for her and Travis to show up for one another because they are proud of each other. Mm -hmm. 
They also got into some talk about Reputation Taylor's version. She described the Reputation set in the Eras tour as a goth punk moment of female rage at being gaslit by an entire social structure. Also, genius. Like, that could be a lyric. That's metal as hell. Yeah, it is. She promises that the upcoming vault tracks on Rep TV will be fire, which I feel we didn't doubt for a second. No. And in one of her captions of her Time magazine magazine photo shoot, she capitalized specific letters in trust issues, the R and then four S's, so presumably reputation and then s- like a snake. <laughs> Her one of her captions also matched her caption from announcing Netflix's Reptor film. Mm-hmm. So the one where she said like, uh, "Time, we're making you person of the year," and she said like, "Me, can I bring my cat?" Matched what she said about her conversation with Netflix over the cover art for the film. Mm-hmm. Also, an art piece was released along with the magazine, including random like a lot. Of, it had a lot of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. including random letter beads placed throughout that the letters were v-i-o-p-e-t-r which people are moving around to be rep tv mm-hmm. but then i don't know what the i and the o are yeah i don't um, know i think then... of like a business i don't like i'm like independently owned but i don't know <laughs> i don't know well is it independently owned when it becomes a taylor's version Maybe. I don't know that she would uh, need to tell us that, but... Yeah. Also, there's a watch pointing to a 12 and a 7, which people think is some kind of date. Specifically, they thought it was December 7th, which was yesterday, so... So, no. yeah. Um, and then the there's a toy snake next to a bracelet that says Taylor's version. The piece is like... It's an image of her made up of tiny things um and has over 35 hidden pieces nodding to each era i i people are like this has over 35 easter eggs those aren't easter eggs Mm -hmm. they're not easter eggs because they're not secrets like they're like oh cowboy boots that's not an easter egg yeah they're just cowboy boots and we all know because that's relevant right right. yeah yeah over 35 hidden pieces hidden little little tailor symbols right like because i mean most of it is buttons yeah so yeah i'm not gonna name the amount of pieces in the art because some of them are irrelevant they're just buttons yeah but 30 over 35 pieces that symbolize something yeah in the magazine article she also spoke directly about kim kardashian releasing an illegally recorded phone call i Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was shocked by this. Like, she has, like... Has she mentioned it? Yes. Like, she has, like, not spoken about this, really. And to, like, mention Kim Kardashian by name was, like, a little shocking to me. I I don't think I was shocked because of, like, the context in which it came up. Like, when she was... Like, she's talking about how it, like, ruined her career. Yeah. For a pretty significant period of time. And I think that, like... I just think she's usually very this vague. This is how it happened to her. Yeah. And I get, like, the Time Magazine article, like, the, the person of the year piece is, like, different in that, like, mm-hmm. it's one of the only times she has, like, sat down and, like, just 
talked about stuff, you know? But, yeah, I was, like, I just feel like she's usually very, like, vague. And it's just, like, you know, that time that my career was ruined. Also, I, I listened back to the phone call recently, and I... And I feel like people were pointing out that I think part of the problem was that she was trying so hard, like, to be polite Mm -hmm. on the phone call that she was, like, it was very clear that she wasn't okay with it. Also, like, he lied to her. Mm -hmm. So what she agreed to wasn't what she thought she was agreeing to. Mm -hmm. But she clearly, like, wanted to say no, it sounded like, and she was saying yes. So I feel like now that she is where she is... And her career has come back and, like, fully is... I mean, it's been back for a while, but, like, now that it is where it is, I think that she can unapologetically and firmly speak about what happened. Because when she was trying to be polite to them before, it got her nowhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, like... Like, in in the phone call, my favorite part was somebody was like, I love the way she just said, like... And it doesn't matter if I sold 7 million records before that incident, which I did. You still said what you said. (laughs) Yeah. Afterward, Kim Kardashian posted a story on Instagram wearing a snakeskin jacket, which people felt was symbolic. She has got to let that snake shit go. Yeah. Also, I saw in, in the interview that... Well, she did mention Kim Kardashian by name, that she also kind of said that, like, Kim, like, had to defend her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's no longer in a place where she does. Yeah. So, drop drop the Taylor's a snake yeah. narrative. Because, one, it's not true. It's been debunked. But, two, you've got, you've, you've got a silver platter extended to you. Yeah. You're not married to him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you I can don't say like I got roped into it because he was my husband at the time. I, now, mm-hmm. I I realize it was wrong. I regrets. I shouldn't have done that. He should have been honest with her or whatever, and like move on. But the snake stuff is like so annoyingly tired. Yeah, and it just isn't like people were so into it, and I think that's why she holds on to it. So people were so into it when it was happening. But now it just makes her look stupid because everyone knows that that's not what happened. Like, yeah. everyone knows now that they lied. Yeah. So, like, well, why are you still pushing it? And, like, she posted that story only after people were blowing up comments on her photos with a bunch of snake emojis. So, like, unfortunately, Taylor Swift owns snakes now. Yeah. You I mean. Mu- you must move on. She has since. Yeah. Like. What, 2016? You must goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. No more snakes for you. I also like it's just at this point, anyone trying to go up against Taylor Swift is embarrassed. It is inherently silly. embarrassing. It's silly. Because there is no competition. Yeah. And I think and like when I say that, I think it's I mean like there are people who are as talented as Taylor Swift. Of course. In the world. But they're not trying to compete with her. Right. Um, if you're trying to compete with her, she's already won. Yeah. And you need to drop it. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's asinine. Yeah. To continue it. Also, though, I, I maybe I, I just read the wrong information, but I had seen that part of vigilante shit was about that's what Taylor I, Swift yeah. and Kim Kardashian forming a friendship. Well, that's the theory that I had heard, yes, was like, 
she looks so pretty driving in your bins lately Mm -hmm. she's been dressing for revenge was about kim yeah um obviously like me thick as thieves with your ex-wife um yes i had heard that i mean i don't know that anyone like knew it but yeah i think people thought it but again like maybe it's like a like a predictor hey look at me one day thick as thieves with your ex-wife but yeah so since the piece sources close to taylor whatever that means have said that basically she wouldn't will not move on or like I mean, move on, I guess, is, like, silly. But, like, will not, like, forgive Kim or, -hmm. like, be friends with Kim until she receives a public apology from Kim. Which, while I, again, think is, like, very fair, I'm also shocked. Like, I'm like, what? The public part? Yeah. I, like, could not imagine a world where Taylor Swift would not be fine with you just ringing her line and being like. Right. It's, I'm sorry. Maybe don't ring her line, but, like text her yeah she'll never answer your fucking phone call again no she said she said that she didn't answer phone calls for like a year from anyone yeah so we'll see if we ever get that public apology although i'd say the snake story on instagram is not chances are slim not a great sign all right on to the bachelor in paradise finale which took too much time out of my Mm -hmm. life I thought it was incredibly boring and yes. good God, way too long. Yeah, I think I jumped in at like after the first hour and they were at the wedding and I was like, what could possibly have happened? Nothing important. For an hour leading yeah. up to this. Every recap I read was like, it started with like, this was three fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's silly. So, Mari and Kenny. As we have speculated here on this podcast that it would be, came in and got married on the beach with only the other cast members as Mm -hmm. guests, as if they would not want to get married in front of their own family and friends. Now, of course, we know that they had an actual real wedding very recently, Mm -hmm. but I just find it strange that ABC thought that anyone watching that wedding would have, like, thought that it was real and would have thought, like, these people loved their time on Paradise so much that they wanted to come back and have a special wedding. No, they didn't. Did Blake come back just for the wedding? It looked, yeah, he was an usher, but I didn't know if, um, they didn't mention him, really, um, Mm -hmm. until he went and had a talk with Kylie, but... Mm -hmm. He was an usher, but I I thought, I kept thinking to myself, like, was he supposed to be the usher the whole time? But he couldn't have been if he was in a couple, because they were all sitting in couples. Right. But maybe just as people were leaving the beach, they were like, you want to be an usher? Do you want to stay and <laughs> you, you be don't, an usher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, like, called everyone who hadn't made their flights yet, and they're like, hey, stay. actually, yeah, we need help. So, the way that- Yeah, I, sorry. Oh. I was just gonna say, I missed most of, like, ceremony part, but watched, yeah. had to watch that god-awful rave reception, and everyone was like, I love weddings. I was like, this is not a fucking wedding, No, yeah, they were like, I um, love wedding secondly, receptions. This is yeah. the same as every end-of-season like, party that we've is... ever watched. Right, and and they're they're just at the regular yes, bar. Yes, they didn't they have even take every them week. anywhere. They're dressed like idiots. I said, I said they, they showed Aaron B. I said, hey, AJ has that top. Yeah. My husband laughed. Um, shout out to AJ. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I like 
Not that AJ's dressed like an idiot, but it didn't look good on Aaron B. No, but he was so proud of it. Oh, yeah, he's like, ah, look at me. But, like, the rave and then, like, the fact that it was only, there were only, like, ten people there. Mm-hmm. It looked like the least fun thing ever. Yeah. It, not great. So, let's talk about how everyone ended. So, mm-hmm. Jess and Tanner left separately, I think, really to no one's surprise. No. Oh, I forgot to list these people because I they're so irrelevant. Mercedes and Jordan left separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, after Olivia spilled her whole little deal to Michael, telling him mm-hmm. that she did want to continue to him, to continue with him, and that she saw a future with him, he told Olivia that he did not see them leaving there together or being in a relationship, so they left separately. Awesome. I was not surprised that Sam and Peter did not get engaged, but I was shocked that she basically was just like, I do not see a relationship between us. And I'm like, yeah. then why have like, y'all been so consistently leaning, together yeah. the whole time? She was, like, leaning on him, like, the whole wedding. Like, they had, yeah. they looked like they were having fun at the, the mini rave. Yeah, I thought she would at least say, like, but obviously we're going to try this out of here. Right. It's just strange. But she's, I, I don't know, she's strange to me. Mm-hmm. But also, we didn't get to see them really at all. Ever. So yeah. Maybe because they weren't ever doing anything. Yeah. So, at the end, Avon and Kylie leave together, but not engage. At the Instead of doing, like, an after the final rose situation, they just did, like, a recap. And they said that Avon and Kylie are still together. I would argue that they were at least still together at the time of Kylie and Olivia's Twitter beef. Because right. Avon was jumping in to defend her the whole time. After all of their conversations this week, I am not surprised by them not getting engaged i do kind of agree with kylie like you knew this was how the bachelorette worked why are you not aware that this is how bachelor in paradise works yeah but as soon as she mentioned rachel and trying to explain that i was like that's not gonna go over well Mm -mm. yeah um yeah i we have which i don't disagree with her yeah we've been like wrestling in this house with it because like yes it is five weeks it is five weeks and like for her for her to be so adamant that they must get engaged is, like, maybe in, in real life is, like, silly. Right. However, yeah, it's, like, it's not like Avon didn't know it was five weeks. And you you got the entire five weeks with her, basically. You didn't yeah. come in late. So, like, I don't know what else you would have wanted to get to an engagement. And you know that's, like, kind of the anticipated end of this. So mm-hmm. I saw this meme that was, like, Spongebob with his eyes, like, looking in two different directions at two sides of a book. And one side was, like, me agreeing that they shouldn't get engaged after five weeks. And the other was, like, me being shocked at how Avon doesn't know how this works. Right. And, like, I just am, like, really stuck on, like, what yeah. the right answer is. No, I agree. I think I think it's silly when anyone gets engaged on sure. Bachelor in Paradise. But I think when we look at the couples that have gotten engaged, usually it is the these couples they get together the first week and stay together the whole time. But again, like, not surprised that she was the one who had to, like, concede mm-hmm. um, and just went with what he wanted because, like, I think that she would do anything for him. Yeah, but I also think those two things. But also, like, like one is compromisable and one is right. not. Right. Like, like if someone's going to concede, it's going to be the one who wants to get engaged. They can just wait a little longer. Right. 
Aaron and Eliza and Kat and John Henry get engaged on the little like update afterwards. It says that Aaron and Eliza are trying to work on some speed bumps, but I don't know that that means that they're like broken up. Mm -hmm. It just said like they've hit some speed bumps and they're trying to work through them. Mm -hmm. But people are saying that Kat and John Henry are the only happily engaged couple to come out of Bachelor in Paradise this season. They are still together. They're moving to San Diego together. I'm surprised they got engaged just because it felt like they got together toward the end. Mm -hmm. But in the last episode, I was like kind of watching and like John Henry really seemed to be falling for her he seemed so smitten with her yes when he was like watch her dance yes i was like like, this is the most enthusiastic this man has been Mm -hmm. in the two shows i've watched him in look we hate Um, cat here but that was cute yes and so like i think that i think he was really ready for it Mm -hmm. and feels really good about her so i think i think it makes sense that they that he went through with it because he was so into it yeah um and and it seems like she's like opened him up maybe yeah yeah i did roll my eyes really hard though when she was telling him like as soon as you walk down those stairs my life changed bitch no it didn't he was dating olivia and you were dating other tanner and then someone else yeah like the moment he walked down those stairs you knew no brayden and then tanner yeah and then tanner started dating someone else yeah now after a finale, people like to finally get to post things. Mm-hmm. So, a few what I think are noteworthy social media updates. So, we find out in the Where Are They Now that Brayden is now dating Christina Mandrell from Zach's season. They have now since lar- hard launched on Instagram with lots of photos and videos from the past few months together. They were pretty cute. Yeah. I... They're a weird match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cute, but I would never have, like, if you were like, who do you think Brayden would date in Bachelor in Paradise next? I would never have said Christina. But he seems to be a really good fit with her daughter, too. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's really good for them. Yeah, I have such a hard time with Brayden, too, because I'm like, you went and got in the most serious type of relationship possible. I know. But also, I think that, like, a stepdad role makes sense for him. Yeah. Like, I like, think, how cute. Because he's, cause he's kind of a kid. Yeah. So, um, but. Cuteness. The video, the videos with the three of them are so cute. Yeah. Cat. at first I had written, Cat has not posted anything, but I stand corrected. She has posted one story with a few photos of her and John Henry. Aaron and Eliza have posted nothing. Olivia has posted a montage of singleness. It was very cute. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Avon and Kylie have also posted nothing. Avon did post, and like, I'm probably reading too much into this. I just like thought it kind of felt like a high school except tweet. Avon did post a, on his story a picture of a basketball court that said, My Peace, and then a song by Bryson Tiller titled, Keep Doing What You're Doing. That is very cryptic. No, I was just gonna say a very fourteen-year-old. Oh yeah, sub post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. As I was typing this, I was like, I'm about to insinuate that him posting a picture of a basketball court means that they're broken up, and I was like, I don't know, that mm-hmm. sounds like a reach. But then I was like, you don't need to say like my piece. Period. 
Yeah. The day after the finale comes out, if you're, like, happy. <laughs> yeah. Personally. It, like, the fact... I Even, like, the fact that you're not posting anything about your girlfriend... Mm-hmm. Yikes. That alone... That's, you know that that's what the people are expecting, and that's what you need to be delivering. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone's gonna assume you're broken up. And if yep. you don't want people to assume that... If she didn't want people to assume that, somebody would have posted it by now. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, that's all I've got. All we've got. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.